okay, let's uh, head towards the current situation. And yeah. uh, uh, for the last year, you have probably been spending the most time in Oulu that yeah. you have ever been spending time yep. in Oulu. <laughs> yeah. Sure have. And uh, uh, you had a tour uh, just before the COVID situation. Yeah, we, we did a tour last January, February with... Uh, Sabaton and Apocalyptica, mm-hmm. a European tour. And uh, basically, uh, when we came home, the world shut down. But we got very lucky that we got to do that tour. So I think we are one of few bands that actually did around 30 shows last year before mm-hmm. the world shut down. And that tour, I must say, that was just, it was insanely fantastically good in so many ways mm. not only playing all these cool big ass venues and mm. finally getting to go up on stage at Wembley arena that was that was a big check for the bucket list yeah but also all the people on that tour was super nice mm. it was this complete symbiosis between crew and bands and everyone and I had a blast and the Sabaton guys are fantastic and also the Apocalyptica guys. They are by far the coolest people in a positive sign, most mm. positive kind of way that you could ever tour with. So was it that tour that uh, kind of uh, inspired some collaborations and covers and everything like that? It was Sabaton and Apocalyptica did a song together, I think. Yeah. And you did a Sabaton cover song. Yeah, we were asked before the tour if we could do a cover of 82nd All The Way. Mm. So we did that. uh, And then after uh, the tour, uh, also Apocalyptica guys were invited to sort of guests Mm. on our album, Manifest, Mm. that we actually uh, managed to record last year. Mm. and also release and make a couple of videos yeah. for which was quite insane how we ever pulled that off. I mean, Elise and Olof, they were supposed to leave for Denmark on Monday morning and they were at home on Friday evening and Morten, our drummer, called from Denmark and said, hey, there's a problem. We're going to finish start recording our album next week. Mm. Uh, however, Denmark is closing the borders tomorrow mm. saturday at noon for quite some time I would yeah well i think it was like they didn't have sort of an end date of it of mm. the closing the borders we just we close it now yeah. and for the time being so elise and Olaf had to sort of make a decision and in the same way talk with our producer mm. to see if he was still up to do it due to the current situation uh, and they had to sort of make a split decision that if we're gonna do this, we need to leave now. Yeah. So it was like basically eight hours after Morton called Olaf, Elise and Olaf were standing at Central Station in Gothenburg, grabbing the train to Denmark mm. and just packing up all the gear and all the shit they needed to bring along in order to do this and staying in Denmark for two, three months. Yeah. And the border police apparently they were just like looking at them and just asked them what the fuck are you doing are we going into Denmark yeah but we're closing the borders yeah we know you guys are fucking stupid <laughs> basically because 
who wants to go into a country that's going to be in lockdown for yeah. uncertain amount of time. But they managed to get across. Uh, recording started, uh, went really good, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you recorded your part in Helsinki. Yes, uh, since Finland was also going through lockdown at the moment and Denmark was in lockdown, it was, and also I looked up the flights and all that, and just for me, in order to fly from Oulu to uh, Billund Airport in Western Denmark, mm. it was just insane. Either it would have taken me like almost 40 hours and the cost would be like a thousand euros. If I would like to go fast, <laughs> would it would be like eight hours and it would cost, I think the the highest price I saw was close to 25,000 euros. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, all right, I check tomorrow again and I check the day after. <sighs> Sorry. And still the prices was crazy or you had to go through... Uh, I think one flight was Oulu, Helsinki, Helsinki, Moldavia, Moldavia, Reykjavik, Reykjavik, Oslo, Oslo, Billund. Yeah. And then knowing that Moldavia, is that even going to be open? Mm. Reykjavik, will they even be open? And Oslo. So it was like this insane travel plans. So luckily, we are very good friends with this guy called Jonas Parkunen, who used to play guitar in Santa Cruz Mm. that we toured a lot with. And he is a really good friend uh, and also a, a brilliant musician and producer. Mm. He worked with uh, Apocalyptica and stuff like that mm. uh, in in the studio that he has, iStudio, E-Studio in Helsinki. Mm. So we contacted him and said, or I called him and said, hey, we have these corona issues. I need help. Mm. Can I come and record the bass? And just so happened to be, he had one week open yeah. just when I needed So I just packed up my shit, put it in the car and drove down to Helsinki and did my stuff. Yeah. And it went so good and it was so relaxing and nice. So maybe that would be something that I will do also in the future. Yeah. So you, you can save time and money and, uh, and yeah. also like the effort of traveling is always taking some toll. Yeah, yeah, and risking losing your luggage and all that yeah. that I've been encountering quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too many times. Uh, quite insane, actually, how airports can lose luggage so many times. Yeah. No, but the, the only downside of all this is that all the other guys managed to go to Denmark. Uh, I think Henke and Nils, they managed to go there with some sort of uh, paper stating that they were going to work. Mm. So they were allowed to get in. Uh Because they were working, so there were no bullshit. But what I was missing out was sort of the hangout and the social part of it. Mm. Because you go to a studio and you work and you record for eight hours or you do and whatever you do in the studio. And then you go back to the house that we used to rent because we always recorded with Jacob Hansen. Uh, go back to the house and you cook dinner, you have wine and just have a good chill out evening and then back to the studio. So it's yeah. a very sort of nice social bubble you have it's part of the process uh, very much part of the process mm. because you are there in the moment with the people that you spend time out of, outside of the studio and in the studio so it that is sort of the the downside of doing how mm. we did but in the end it's the result that matters and it the result was apparently yeah in my opinion uh, the best album we have done 
Yeah. And that, I don't say that really. because the bass was so freakingly good uh, recorded. Mm. It was, of course, and played, but uh, all in all, it turned out to be a fantastic album, in yeah. my opinion. So you've not been spending time in Oulu and uh, yeah. last year you picked up sailing after yeah. a long break. Yeah, well, um, when I was a kid, we had a sailing boat, uh, like an eight meter old boat that we went on. Every summer we went out on sailing vacation, so to mm. speak. And I basically went out with my mom and dad uh, for like 10 years or something every summer. And then when I was like 16, like imagine being 16 years old, uh, just wanted to listen to Pearl Jam and Metallica, but you're forced to go out on this sailing boat with your mom and dad for a week or two. Uh, that's a no-go, I guess. So was it 60. around the archipelago or did you go further? No, it, it, like the, the west coast of Sweden. Yeah. Uh, the, the archipelago is just fantastically beautiful there. Mm. So anyone, if you have the chance to go out there, just do it in the summertime because it's it's so beautiful and nice. Mm. But uh, I 16 was sort of the last time I went out. Uh, and then when... My dad died a couple of years later, and my brother took over the boat. Uh, and I was sort of not really interested at that point. Mm. Uh, and also in the latest couple of years, I haven't been able to sort of have time to even go out with mm. my brother due to all the tourings and all that. But last year, everything canceled, uh, everything locked down, nowhere to go, nothing to do, and just waiting out the time. So I got this ridiculously good offer to buy this small five meter sailing boat. Yeah. And I just felt like maybe this will be the worst fucking idea ever. But yeah, let's let's buy the boat and see what happens. So I bought the boat uh, and sort of conferred with my brother first. Oh, so, hey, bro, do you got any sort of secret tips and points? Yeah. He's like, I just fucking go out and do it. Mm. And that's basically what I did. I took my family, we, we went on the boat and I must have been very convincing because I was a bit afraid that what am I forgetting? But mm. it was really like riding a bicycle. And yeah. uh, I got surprised myself how well I remember everything. Every moment led was sort of a remembering of the next moment and next moment. And we went out a couple of times, and then one day I just decided that, all right, I'm just going to make a chance, and I'm going to go out by myself. Mm. Which is, uh, it can be pretty nerve-wracking, and it can be dangerous, because it's not to fool around with. Uh, there are big forces in play, even though I find me the boat. Mm. Uh, but I just decided, okay, I'm not, I'm going to do this, and prepared everything, went out, got the sails up, turn up the motor and I was sailing solo and it was this insane feeling of sort of voluntarily solitude mm. and responsibility and also a big boost for my self-confidence to yeah. just do it and I went out many times by myself last summer many hours just sailing back and forth outside of all and really got me hooked so now I literally can't wait until the ice breaks so I can yeah. put the boat back in again. So it's been kind of a mental output for you in a way. Yeah, very much. Because especially when you go out alone and also when if you have someone with you because then you have the responsibility for that person mm. which can be nerve-wracking enough. But if you go out your 
by your own uh, and it doesn't need to be bad weather at all it can be very nice and perfect for sailing but you realize when you're alone that the margin of error could be like one second mm. if you lose your uh, uh, concentration uh, and not pay attention enough then one second can be enough to sort of put you in a really bad position mm. uh, and um, I also like to go out when it's a bit windy and rainy and sort of stormy weather because that's also sort of put you put yourself to the test yeah yeah so it, it is this real confident boost mm. and it's it's really it's a special feeling yeah really special so that was your kind of last year's uh new old thing that you started but yeah my, my have, substitute for touring yeah <laughs> and you have a second one this year thai boxing Yeah, uh, as we said earlier that I was sort of in the kick and tie boxing universe for quite some time when I lived in in Gothenburg and also in my hometown. Uh, But music took over and never had time for it. But now I realized that last year, I think most people just sat around and wait for everything to be over. Mm. Now you sort of realize that this can go on for some time. So I just realized, I just decided I'm going to do something to benefit myself from. So I started to train again because it gives me, first of all, it's a great exercise. For me, it's the perfect exercise. And also it's sort of uh, a very good mental exercise, Mm. uh, teaching yourself about what you are capable of doing and, uh, and you sort of learn a different kind of respect for yourself and each yeah. other, which is very, very uh, good for a lot of people, I guess, but very good for me as well. Mm. So, and one thing led to another. So now, thanks for me getting highly humiliated while sparring. Uh, and my cardio is completely out of whack. Mm. So I just, after one sparring, I was so ashamed because I just, ran out of energy so i just decided to stop smoking yeah so i haven't smoked now for almost five weeks okay which feels really good uh, nice yeah it's sort of a good excuse to stop smoking mm. <laughs> one of many but that was it was good uh, i feel much better uh, and try to train as much as possible and not doing it for like any competitive sense mm. not yet at least but uh It just feels good. It's fun. Mm. Surprisingly fun to get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so when the sailing was uh, kind of a both physical and mental output, as well as the kickboxing, as a musical output, you have a new kind of project going on. Yeah. And this is also, I mean, okay, Corona, COVID-19, world lockdown, everything is fucked, mm. everything is closed, everything is cancelled. Uh, a lot of horrible things comes with that, of course. But positive benefits for me is sailing and the Thai boxing and then also now finally me and my good friend uh, Sipe we we known each other for quite some time almost like seven or eight years mm. uh, we always talked about doing something together how much fun that would be and she's done a lot with sort of uh, party bands cover bands and such mm. in the around here but she always had this dream that she wanted to sort of 
make her own album with her own music. Mm. So Sipe and this other guy, Kaino, uh, start to work with that and write the songs and all that. And since she knew my situation that I'm not going to do anything with music. So yeah. she she simply asked me that, hey, now we have the time. Mm. Do you want to be part of this? And I felt like, yeah, why not? Mm. Uh, it's If there's anyone out there that expects that a member from Amaranth is, the bass player from Amaranth is going to come out with some sort of metal album, you are far from right. It's mm. as wrong as you can get. It's very sort of uh, pop, sing a songwriter music. Mm. So it's no metal music, but I really, really love it. And it's also giving us sort of a different perspective on music mm. and also doing something different than what I'm used to sort of revives the energy of playing yeah. in a different way. Uh, so, yeah, we have this uh, recording album. Uh, we started to rehearse, had our first rehearsal last week. Uh, went, went really good. It was fun getting into a rehearsal room for the first time in ages and just stand there and play loud music was mm. so, so good. And I was so happy when I came home from that. But we have the recording done. It's mastered and everything. And we're going to release the album on 29th of May mm. under the name Sippe O. Yeah. And that's Swedish. The, yeah, Swedish, Swedish O. Mm. The, the A with a funky circle on top of it. Uh, and also we have two singles coming out. I think it was 16th of yeah. April is one. This uh, comes out on the 12th of April. Yeah. And so. And the first single is 16th mm. we have. And then we, I think we have another single uh, before the album release. And hopefully we can get to do a show. But uh, if Corona says no way, then we I think we're going to try and do a streaming show yeah. instead. So see what happens. But mm. um, I'm really looking forward to sort of release this and come out with it. And because uh, I'm, I'm really proud to be part of this, uh, getting to do some sort of different music. Mm. Yeah. So. It's going to be really, really nice. So, yeah, back into the music, Corona restriction friendly mm. sort of way. <laughs> so uh, we're heading towards the end of the show. But at this point, like, uh, I would like to ask what are your future plans in, in, in terms of uh, Amaranth? And uh, we talked about the future plans with CPO already. Yeah. But uh, are you hoping to... Of course, you're hoping to uh, get back touring as soon as yeah. possible. Well, that that is the, the the major hope, I guess, for everyone, not only us in Amaranth, but mm. I think everyone who enjoys music and people who do music and people who work with music to get this f- insane situation over and done with because mm. this is what we do. And uh, to be honest, I mean, the... Many businesses worldwide has got all this sort of uh, help and all that. Uh, I honestly think, in my opinion, is that music business and musicians and cultural workers in in general are sort of left behind. Mm, Neglected. Neglected highly uh, and just, yeah, not really treated with the respect we deserve, I guess, in many ways. of course, you have the, the financial benefit of it all. Uh, a lot of people have lost so much and you sort of lose your identity with everything mm. as well because you realize that your sort of stage persona is a big part of your private persona as well. 
So it's some sort of identity craze for a lot of people, including myself. But I just wish that everything would just be over so we can go out and play on this manifest album we released mm. uh, almost six months ago. Uh, so I think that is the plan. Of course, we we, we talk and see what, what are we going to do and uh, try and make plans for the future, but nothing that we can sort of concretely confirm right now mm. as long as things are the way it yeah. are. But this corona shit needs to stop. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of uh, sad stories. Yeah. And uh, we've seen some light at the end of the tunnel in a way that there was an experiment in Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 uh, uh, people were in a venue with uh, negative tests and uh, masks. Yeah, you had to prove that you had a negative, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I really wish that this works out for them mm. and it doesn't spark another wave. Yeah. Uh, but the most important thing, and this is this is so fucking simple that even the dumbest person can do it. Follow their local restrictions where you are. If they say social distancing, do that. Wash your hands. Use the hand sanitizer. Mm. It's not that e- difficult. Uh, using a mask, I mean. People complain that they can't breathe in it. For God's sake, you have brain surgeons standing for 13 hours mm. performing surgery with the masks on. They pull it off pretty good, I think. Mm. So do that. And for God's sake, don't be a jackass and listen to some tinfoil hat and sort of reject the vaccine mm. when you get the possibility to it. I mean, God, all these tinfoil hats and vaccine, anti-vaccine people it's just an anti-intellectual movement. Mm. For God's sake, there is no conspiracy. There is no chip that's going to go in your arm. They don't need a chip in your arm in order to track you. I mean, you have a perfectly good tracking device in your pocket, your yeah. cell phone. So that, just take it. And if you say that, oh, I don't want to put, take the vaccine because I don't want, I don't know what's in it. I don't want to put any foreign objects in my body. Well, then I dare everyone who says that, that if you top of your head, without looking, could you please count the ingredients in a can of Coke Mm. or in a glass of wine or in any sort of... Candy. Candy, yes. Candy, chocolate, whatever, even Mm. though it's sort of uh, uh, marked to be good for you and whatever, there is so much shit in everything you put in your body already. So please don't use that as a... Very bad excuse. Most health food like protein added and everything they have so many chemicals. Yeah, uh, I mean like e codes and everything like that. Yeah, but and, yeah. and basically I think that if you just go out in any sort of normal sized city all over the world and just breathe the air on the street, I think you get more toxins in you than you get through the vaccine. Yeah. And yes, there are some side effects. Yeah, well, it's side effects with everything. I mean. If we would take that in account, then we would ban like oral uh, uh, birth pills mm. that most pe- uh, women take in yeah. order to not get uh, pregnant against their will. I mean, blood clots that some people die from a vaccine. Well, if we're gonna pull it by that, then you would ban all the all the birth control pills as well mm. because the amount of people that died from blood clot from that the amount is far much more yeah and it's a it's thus far at least it's a small amount compared to 
everything that have had the side effects yeah. that uh, like severe and uh, i think uh, i've gotten some sort of a side effect from each vaccine i have ever gotten but it's been and they say that with the AstraZeneca, it's it's uh, there can be like high fever and everything like that. But it's uh, it it's common in like normal flu shots and everything like that. Yeah. So it's not n- new. Yeah. And and I I am far from an expert, but uh, what I've heard at least, and now you can take me f- for what it's worth. But the the sort of side effects you might get from uh, any sort of flu shot or COVID vaccine, or whatever sort of vaccine you take, you get a reaction sometimes, which includes fever, runny nose, and all that, mm. sort of getting the the same symptoms. Uh, and what I've been told, I'm not saying that I'm right, so this is sort of speculative rumor, but that is a sign that your immune system is actually working, mm. and the body is accepting the, sort of the, the vaccine mm. in order to make antibodies. So please... It's great that you are caring about people taking a vaccine and don't want people to die from the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But look out, look on how many people would die from COVID and then also how many lives will continue being completely destroyed and fucked up yeah. because of the current corona situation. That is far much more than any numbers of death there will be from a corona and vaccine. Personally, for me, it's not the, the death part of it which is uh the most scary but the having yeah, like a like a long-term uh, uh illness related to covid yeah for the rest of your life like people yeah. have lost their sense of smell for man like, taste or smell taste, or something. Yeah. yeah it's just insane i mean come on people it, it, get a grip trust yeah. science for god's sake don't mm. trust a facebook guru yeah and uh Even though businesses have been taking toll, my business has been taking toll from uh, COVID, but everything, I just hope that uh, people are kind of uh, uh, thinking about other people as well Mm. uh, in the way that uh, let's follow the restrictions and uh, taking the vaccine so we we can all get out of this. But if someone says that, okay, I'm going to stop doing stop following everything it's gonna long prolong the process yeah and i think everyone is very tired out of this and mm. so many people the majority of everyone has lost so much mm. as it is it's enough yeah stop protesting against the restrictions just fucking follow them so for we can a get cou- out of this for a few weeks for a couple of months and then hopefully we can uh head towards normal tomorrow yeah. at some point but at this point do you have anything uh, after this uh, kind of uh, manifest that we have been giving? <laughs> uh, see the joke here. <laughs> no, but I just felt that now I have a platform to say what I think, and this yeah. is my everything is just my personal opinion, yeah. so I don't speak to anyone, of course, on anyone's behalf. No, but it, I think if you want to do music, do music. Uh, don't measure your success in money. Measure it in what feeling it gives you. Mm. Money is good, but it's not everything. And it no. more sure as hell should not be the drive on why you do music. Yeah. You Have could, fun. I would imagine that if you just uh, think about the money, you get exhausted before you even get there. Yeah. 
that's a very true thing. Mm. Don't expect the money to roll in soon if you start playing now. But have fun and see where it takes you. And don't be afraid to sort of mm. jump. Well, thank you so much for the interview or this chat that we've had. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Thanks for listening and uh, stay safe out there. Bye-bye.